Hi, this is Blake Andrews, lead pastor at Victory World Outreach, Denton, Texas. This is our podcast, and we're so glad that you came to check it out today. I hope this message encourages you and inspires you to do great things for God. Think about how important church is. Sometimes you don't realize it until you face something really heavy. Amen, something really difficult. And then when you start to get out of church and, and miss a few times, David mentioned after the service, uh, Sunday, that even last Wednesday when we had to cancel service, or, or maybe you get busy and, and, and you can't make a service, or, or something like that happens. I was talking to another brother from the church last night, that you get um, off quick. And then and I, and, I, and, and he told me it was, he was important to realize he needed to be in church, and I said, but here's the problem is, after two or three times, you start to go the other way and you start to get comfortable. And that's where the danger is, when you begin to get out of the fellowship of the church. And I was thinking tonight about a, a story I've told a few times over the years. It's a great example of how important it is to be at church. This pastor goes to visit a guy. It's winter time like this, and he hasn't been in church for a while. And he goes into his house, and he's got a fire going. And he's sitting kind of close to the fire, and he's looking at all those embers and all those coals in the fire. And, and they just sit there and kind of stare at each other for a few minutes. There wasn't a whole lot of conversation Sometimes the best thing to do is just be there. Amen? And so after a few minutes, he gets up and he goes over and he grabs the thing to pull the embers out of the fire. And he grabs one piece of ember of, of hot, red, fiery ember out of the fire. And he puts it over off to the side. And he goes back and he sits down. And as they both stare at the ember that was hot and on fire and burning, that ember begins to go out and it turns black and, it, and it, smoke begins to come up. And so they're just staring at it for a little bit. And he goes back over and he grabs it and puts it back in the fire. And right away it lights up again, gets on fire, begins to burn again. And he just looks at the guy and says, I'll see you at church on Sunday. I mean, no, that's the illustration. When we get out of the fire, we get out of, out of the coals and out of the worship and out of the service. and out of, We can get cold, amen? And it's dangerous. How many are glad you came tonight, amen? So we're going to talk about how important the church is. It's the, it's the, matter of fact, uh, it's, there's nothing like a church family. Now, as we say this tonight, I want to, I want to hit the, the flip side for just a moment because how many know that, that the church is attacked a lot? And, and you might even be in this place tonight and, and, and you may be that person or may know somebody or something like that where you, you grew up maybe and had a bad experience in church or, or you, you heard some things or saw some things and, and, and maybe that caused you to, to, to not come to church for a while. Maybe you're coming back to church here in this place. Uh, maybe you've never been to church. But the truth is there's a lot, of, a lot of bad things that are said about the church because bad things happen in the world. Amen? And it's just like a restaurant. We talk about you go to a restaurant and get bad food. You might not go back to that restaurant, but you're not going to stop eating. You're going to find another restaurant that serves food that doesn't make you sick. It doesn't make all the churches bad when, when someone's had a bad experience in a church. Amen? But the flip side is that there's, as there's nothing more attacked than the church, there's nothing more important than the church. And I want to talk about that tonight a little bit, and I want to help us realize that, this, that times like this in, in, in difficult situations of losing people in our church and family members in our church losing their family members and going through very, very difficult times. It's so important that we have a church family. 
Amen? That you have someone around you that loves you. Someone around who's going to embrace you. Somebody around who's going to give you a word of encouragement. Sometimes, like I said a second ago, I've learned over the years, and it's hard for me sometimes because I'm a preacher and I'm a pastor and I can talk, that sometimes I just need to be there. Just be present and let the person know that you care. Amen? And so we're, we're going to do that right now. We're going to do that all the time as a church. But I want you to realize tonight, and for those that are watching online, how important it is to have a church family. And I was thinking about some quotes. One is, church is not something you go to. Church is a family that you belong to. Amen? How many would agree with that? that there, now I'm not talking about, I was also talking to one of our new converts uh, yesterday about how he, he was raised in, in religion, and he was asking me some questions, and I was talking to him about how there's things that people think a certain way because they were raised a certain way, but that religion is not what God wants. God wants a relationship. And so some people go to church because it's a check-off-the-box thing, but how many know the more you get in love with Jesus, the more you find out that this is a family you come to? And you might realize tonight that we're definitely not perfect because no family's perfect, but this family here becomes more of a family than your own flesh and blood in a church. And isn't it amazing how you can get around brothers and sisters and you can begin to know them and grow with them and begin to make a relationship with them as if they were blood and sometimes even deeper than blood. Amen? Let I me mean, know what I'm talking about. So church is not something you go to. It's a family that you belong to. Let's look at Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, and I want to look, I just picked a few verses tonight that I think are really important, and I want us to, I want us to remember this, you know, the McCool family is going through this right now, but it may be you next week, it may be somebody else in a month, it may be me, we're always in need. We all, all of us are going through things at different times, and this is the time we rally around each other. It's the time we show the love of Christ like never before, amen? Look what this verse says, be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. I mean, all of us can be better at that. Amen? Kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love in honor, giving preference to one another. That's, I'm learning that I need to give my, my heart to other people more, more than what I need. What can I do to help you? I mean, that's how God wants us to be. Not focusing on what I need, but what does somebody else need? Let's keep reading. Not lagging in diligence, Fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Always remember this part here. The Bible tells us in Colossians that when we serve man, we're doing it as unto the Lord. Don't ever forget that when you do something for God, you're not doing it for a pat on the back from somebody. You're doing it in the name of the Lord. You're doing it so that God's name will be glorified. And rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation. How many know nobody likes tribulation? We don't get that choice, though. God didn't ask us. He said, you'll go through tribulations. He said, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers us from them all. Continually, stead, continuing, don't change it yet because I want to hit this part, continuing steadfast in prayer. How many know that when, when it's sad and it's hard and it's difficult, there's nothing like the church praying together like we just did? What you feel when the church prays, amen, and you know someone's praying for you. I had somebody reach out to me uh, that's not even in our church, but he's a friend uh, here in Denton, but he's a friend and he, a couple weeks ago, and he just said, you've been on my heart, and, and he said, I've just been praying for you, and how many know that feels good to know somebody's praying for you? 
Somebody's lifting you up in prayer. God's put the, you on their heart. And so prayer is so powerful. When t- God tells you to pray for somebody, pray for them. You don't have to know. I'm, I can't tell you how many times I wake up in the middle of the night and God, and, and, and I'm just wake up out of the blue. Just I'm wide awake. I shouldn't be wide awake. And the first thing I say is, God, I don't know who I'm praying for right now, but I just begin to pray. I just begin to pray in the spirit because I'm praying for somebody. He woke me up for a reason. Very rarely do I get a person. Sometimes I do, but I don't need to know who it is. I'm praying for somebody. Maybe I'm praying for you. Maybe you're praying for me. Amen. Steadfast in prayer. Verse 12, 13, sorry. Distributing to the needs of the saints and given to hospitality. Amen. Let's pray. Father, tonight, thank you for your word. Thank you for this time together as a family. Lord, as we're going through situations in our life, Lord, and as our hearts are heavy tonight for our family, for the, for the struggle and the loss that's going on in our church, Father, and we hurt as they hurt, Father, and we struggle as they struggle. And we pray tonight that your presence and your power and your spirit would be in this place in such a strong, magnificent way, God, that as we look back on these days, Lord, we'll be able to say we don't understand, but we know God was there. And Father, we thank you for the power of prayer, we thank you for the power of your word, and we thank you for the power of the, of the unity of the church. And devil, you are defeated in Jesus' name. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Look at this verse. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. Amen. Michael and Tiffany, we're suffering with you tonight. Amen. You're suffering. We're suffering with you. We're with you. Amen. Sue, as she's watching online tonight, we're suffering with you. We're struggling with you. We're taking that burden on us. I'm not going to read it tonight, but Galatians talks about bearing one another's burdens. Amen. And, And how many know that we should feel that when somebody else is going through something? This is the chapter. You can read it later. 1 Corinthians 12 talks about the body. And it mentions all the different parts of the body. It's a long chapter about the body. And, and what it's basically saying is, is we're all important. And we all have a place in the body of Christ. And how many know that when something on your body hurts, your whole body hurts? Your toe hurts, it hurts your head. Amen? If your head hurts, your toe hurts. I mean, it all ties together. And part of it's because the nerves go all throughout your body and everything. But what he's trying to say here is if somebody in our church is hurting, then we're hurting too. And if someone is honored, then we're honoring with them. If someone is rejoicing, we're rejoicing with them. This is a very powerful scripture. A church is a place where all believers come together as a family, listen to this, to practice loving each other. Think about this for a second. How many want to see, I know we do, but let me just ask this for, just for asking sake. How many want to see that revival we're praying for? Just an all out pour out, pour out of God's presence and, and just signs and wonders and miracles and people getting saved and all these things. Well, the thing that we got to realize is if we can't love each other here in the church, we can't do anything for the people outside of the church. Amen. This is practice. When we come together like this, we're practicing loving each other. We're practicing, uh, sometimes someone might get on our nerves. Can I get an amen? I might get on your nerves. You might get on my nerves. You might get on someone's last nerve. Amen. But we get on each other's nerves because that's what family does. But we learn and we practice to love each other. And when we come in here, you might meet somebody that's going through something that you've never been through in your life. 
and you can learn from them how to, how to go through that. I don't know about you, but as the pastor of this church, and I believe Pastor Mario feels the same way, and I believe my wife does too, we, we watch you guys go through things. It blesses us to see how strong you stay for God. You know, that's, that's the whole key is when, when tr- struggle comes and tribulations come, people are, I said this a couple weeks ago, people are watching to see how we react. It's easy to say Jesus is Lord and God is great when everything's good, but when, str- when, str- when tragedy happens or struggle comes, that's when the people are watching. Let's see how they react now. And I get blessed to see how you guys over and over through different situations, could be health, could be finances, could be marital problems, could be whatever it is, you continue to serve the Lord. Amen? And that's what God's will is for us. So we're practicing as we come to church tonight to love one another. Let's look at a verse that might be the best in the whole Bible. Acts chapter 2, verses 42 to 47. This is what we do as a church. This is what the book of Acts called us to do. And we want to be like the book of Acts church. We want to be as close to it as possible. And it's, as Jesus went away, he said, I, they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. They kept preaching the word and, and, and fellowshipping, it says, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. And then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. And all who believed were what? What's that word there? Together. All that believed were together. They were on the same page. They were in unity. They had the same like-mindedness and had all things. Leave that up there for a second. All things in common. When I came into this fellowship that we're part of, Victory World Outreach, I was blown away by when I would go 20 years ago, learning, meeting people, didn't know anybody. All during the week of a conference, people would invite us over to their houses or take us out to eat. It was amazing to hear how everybody had the same vision. Everybody was talking about the same thing. Everybody was on the same page. I'm not saying it was perfect. Nothing's perfect. But everybody was saying the same things. They wanted to see people saved. They were sharing their testimonies. And tonight I can say after all these years that I see that happening in our church. I see that when when people are talking to different people. We're strengthening each other. We're lifting each other up. We're learning from each other. We're helping each other. We're learning from each other's mistakes. I mean, that's a good thing to do. When somebody makes a mistake, we learn from it. We We don't bash them and tell them they messed up. They know they messed up. We try to help them and recover them and get them back on on track again. Amen. And people come and go all the time. But this is this is a church family here tonight. Amen. And we are going to have all things in common. Guess what what the most thing we have in common is? Jesus. Amen? Our love for Jesus is what keeps us together. We might not think the same. We might not come from the same cultures. We might not come from the same families. But we have the same Jesus. Amen? And he's the Lord of us all tonight. Now watch this, what it continues to say. And they sold their possessions and their goods and divided among them all as anyone had need. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple, and that's what we have tonight, the sanctuary, and breaking bread from house to house. They ate their food. I like that they mentioned food several times, I'm just saying. I like the breaking in bread and eating the food part, amen. And I'm just saying, it's there. We probably could eat healthier food but, and maybe um, wheat bread, but it still says bread, amen. Bread's what gets me in Costa Rica. From house to house, and they ate their food with gladness, and simplicity of heart. And here's what we all want to see, church. Praising God and having favor with all the people. 
that the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Amen? Amen. Y'all are super excited tonight, let me tell you. It's all right, though. Here's a, here's a quote I want you to think about. Write this down. This is powerful. Whenever you think church isn't important, whenever you think it's just a service, if I miss tonight, no big deal. Go back to that story I told you about. I can tell you from experience, church, over and over again, for many years, we've seen so many people serving God, and then all of a sudden, we don't see them. And, and then sometimes we don't know nothing about them, and then sometimes we hear about their divorce, we hear about their kids, we hear about all kinds of things we don't want to hear, and, and that's because they got out of church. They got out of the church family. They, they, you, you're here tonight, and you might even be nodding your head, and that's great, but you've got to make sure you're going to be here in six months. You've got to make sure you're going to be here in a year. There's something about staying the course and staying in this. Amen? All The Bible says, he who endures till the end shall be saved. I don't see anywhere in the Bible says that he who endures till the third quarter shall be saved. We've got to make it to the end. Amen? And as you think about that, I want you to realize that we have to stay in the church, but you have to have this mentality that coming to church doesn't save us. It keeps us saved. I mean, how, how many understand the difference? Dwight Moody was a powerfully used man uh, preacher for many years back in the early 1900s. And he said this. this was, he, he believed this. Church attendance is as vital to a disciple as a transfusion of rich, healthy blood to a sick person. Now, he, he made that statement after 50 years in the ministry. Coming to church and being in a service and being in a, in a family is as, as important to your spiritual life as getting a blood transfusion for someone who's sick. Amen? we got to be here. we got to keep coming and keep learning. And we don't have it all together. We don't know everything, but our, our hearts are being stirred. Our hearts are being changed. We're learning things all the time. And things come at us sometimes that we don't expect. Things come at us that we're not prepared for. But we handle it. We come together as a church. And I, and I just want to commend all of you. I want to thank you all as I watch you help each other. As, as I watch you rally around different people. Not just this current situation. But how, how we are always willing to help. People are always willing to step in. Willing to step up. Willing to do things for the kingdom of God. Amen. I, I admonish you for that. I encourage you to keep doing that. And know that God sees it all. Amen. God sees it all. There's something special in this place tonight. God's doing something great. Amen? And thank God that we have this. If you, just think if you didn't have it. I was talking to Michael and Tiffany the other day about how we, this would ha this, these kind of things happen with or without God. Tragedy happens. Struggle happens. Sickness happens. Problems happen with or without God. The difference between us and the people without God is we don't run to the bottle. We don't run to the drugs. We don't run to relationships. We run to God. We run to his mercy and his grace and his peace. Amen. In these difficult times of struggle. How many are thankful that we have a God who's there? The Bible says an ever-present help in time of need. Amen. But we are the extension of the Lord's hands tonight. Amen. Church family is not an organization you join. It's a family. It's a family where you belong. You know, we have things that say you belong here. We mean that. You belong here. And there's nobody we won't accept into this place. Your family. Amen? A home where you are loved. 
You know you're more loved in this place than you are anywhere else in the world? You believe that tonight? That's the truth. You're loved. You're loved by people that don't even know you, but they love you in the love of the Lord. And the last thing is, a church is a hospital where we find healing. Amen? How many have been healed in the, in the hospital of the Lord here in this place tonight? Amen? I'm not talking just physically. I'm talking mentally, spiritually, financially, family-wise. Amen? All these different things. Thank God we have a God that we can run to. Amen? I want to end with one verse, and I want to have some time of prayer at the altar tonight. I know it's a little bit short, but I, I, I gave, gave some verses that have been on my heart, and I want us to pray together tonight as a church. And those that are watching online, when we go offline, you can spend some time in prayer. As we were praying, I even confirmed it more. There's, there's nothing like coming to the altar and spending some time in prayer. Amen? For these situations. So Galatians chapter 6 is the last verse, verse 10. It says, Therefore, as we have opportunity... Let us do good to all, especially to those who are the household of faith. You're the household of faith. I'm the household of faith. We're part tonight of the household of faith. We are on the same team, and we are going to get through this together. We're going to make heaven our home together, amen? And tonight, church, you might be, this is what we have to understand in church, you might be way up here tonight. You might be on a high, and somebody else is way down low. Others might be right in the middle. And then next week you might be in the low. And they'd be way up high. Everybody's all, how many know it's impossible for us all to be on a high in this place tonight? Thank God we're not all on a low tonight, amen? Thank God that we come in and we strengthen each other. And we gather strength from the love that we have for each other, the presence of the Lord, and the faith that we have tonight. Amen? Faith moves the mountains tonight, amen? Amen. Let's stand tonight as the musicians begin to come. I want to spend some time in prayer. And I want you to know tonight that you're part of a special family. Amen. Nothing, there's nothing like a church family. I could pass this microphone around tonight and we would hear testimony after testimony of what God has done in different people's lives. But church, when there's times of mourning, when there's times of hurting, this is where we just go to the Lord and say, God, how many could say tonight there's things that happen you don't understand? Things that don't make sense in our lives and things we can't put our finger on, we just say, Lord, you, you, you're in control. Amen? You got this. You're, you're going to help us through this. So I want us to uh, bow our heads, if you would, and close your eyes. I want to give an altar call of, of salvation first. There's always people watching online before we go offline. Lord, I ask you tonight to touch hearts. Lord, if there be people in this place tonight or watching online that do not know you, personally as a Savior, Lord, not through vain repetitions, not through an idol on a wall, not through a prayer that they learn in some religious organization, but God, a relationship with you that says, I believe that Jesus Christ is Lord of all. I believe that Jesus Christ paid a price on the cross for my sins that I could never pay. Lord, tonight I ask you to touch hearts and minds and spirits in this place of any person or people tonight that are not ready that do not know you as their personal Savior tonight, Father, here in this place or watching online, God, or listening on the podcast, how many all across this place could be honest with God and say, I don't have a relationship with Jesus. You might even be here and you might be angry at God. You might be frustrated with God. You might be having questions or you might be that person I mentioned in the beginning that maybe you've been hurt by church, been hurt by 
people who called themselves Christians. Don't look at what people do. Don't look at what pe- how people fail. People are always going to fail us. Look at what Jesus is tonight. Look at God and he, how perfect He is and how much He loves you and that He sent His Son down on this earth to die so that you could have eternal life. As we talked about on Sunday, He'll forgive anything you've done. How many could say, Pastor, tonight I don't know Jesus and I want to just lift your hand up all across this place. I don't know Jesus. I want to be saved tonight. I want to be born again tonight. Maybe you're saved, but you're backslidden. You're cold. You're like that coal I talked about in the beginning. You need to get back in the fire tonight. You're angry. You're bitter. You have unforgiveness in your life. Whatever it is, tonight you can get right. Tomorrow, as we know very well, is not promised to anyone. The Bible says life is like a vapor. Today's the day of, of salvation. We're going to pray a prayer here online before we go to the altar call and close the service online. I want you to repeat this after me, church. And I want you to pray visualizing that person that's online right now or listening on the podcast, sitting in their car at work, and they don't know Jesus. And right now, tears are running down their face because the Holy Spirit is ministering to them. And they're coming into a relationship with Jesus because the Holy Spirit's drawing them right now. As we pray this, I want you to pray thinking about them and speaking the life over them that they're going to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Say this with me. Lord Jesus, I come to you tonight and I know that I'm a sinner. Your word says I fall short of your glory. Lord, the wages of my sin are death and separation. But Lord, the gift of God is eternal life. Jesus, I believe with all my heart and confess with my mouth, you are Lord. You died on the cross for my sins and took my place. You paid my debt. As you shed that blood, it was for the washing of my sins and the cleansing of my soul. I believe that tonight. You are the way and the truth and the life. Jesus, change me tonight. Transform me tonight. Make me a new creation. And please write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more messages, please subscribe to our podcast channel. And if you like it, consider rating it and sharing it with your friends. For more content from VWO Denton, go to our website at vwotexas.com.